Hi, everyone. Hello. Oh. <laughs> I love we are consistently never able to start an episode. Yeah, we just don't know how to do it. <laughs> but hi, welcome to another weekend quarantine, kinda. We have a, just a few things to talk about. There, I feel like the news is kind of in the transition of just like only being about the election and politics right now. So some slim pickings from the like gay pop culture news. Yeah. And exciting, exciting stuff happened yesterday with the Emmys, but we will not be talking about that here. Yeah, so if you wanna if you wanna see us talk about the Emmys, you have to become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash one more thing because we will be and you have to it's at the five dollar level, not at the one dollar level. So you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but there were there were some things that happened this week. First off, Harry Styles <laughs> is in talks to be cast in this uh, like book to movie adaptation called The Policeman. Yeah. Have you ever heard of it? I had not heard of it before I heard the Harry Styles news, no. Me either. And I, I tried to get it from my local library and they didn't have it either. So I'm going to... Yeah, try and read it. I'm a little confused as to what it's about, but it seems that it's going to be half in flashback and Harry Styles is going to be like the younger ver- like a person or like version of the character. I have to admit something to you. Okay. I think, I think Harry Styles is hot. Okay, so does everyone. I know, but I have been very anti One Direction for the majority of my life until oh, I, I didn't know that. A- oh yeah, until Zayn released his like debut album i was like i hate this i hate everything about this and harry was part of it and it was probably just because like everybody loves harry but then you know his big like album of the summer came out and i was like oh i think i'm into harry styles and it just keeps growing but you liked him when we saw dunkirk oh my god he was in dunkirk i probably did oh my god yes i posted about him on our instagram yeah he was hot in dunkirk so I guess we'll see um, what what happens with this movie. I, I'm i sure we'll talk about it in like two years. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to come out for a long time. Yeah. In other news, in non-Harry Styles news, there are three new SNL cast members, two of whom don't matter, and one of whom is a black lesbian <laughs> named Punky Johnson, which is an amazing name. And I Googled her because I wanted to know if that was her stage name, and that's her. That's her birth name is Punky Johnson, which I think is amazing. I love that name. Yeah, completely. Who? Who? Wait, who are the other two? Uh, more than more than one. Yeah, Lauren Holt and Andrew Dismukes. Can't wait. I hope that they're all heavily featured. But this now, how? Okay, so how many like LGBT people are on SNL now? Three. Bowen. Oh, Kate. <laughs> I don't know why she's my favorite member. Oh, she's not my favorite member. Who's yours? Aidy Bryant. Oh. Oh. Aidy is up there. I would say Aidy's my, maybe my second, and then Bowen, and then that's the that's kind of the end of the list. Mine is Aidy Bryant, then Heidi Gardner, and that's the end of the list. That's a good list, though. Is Heidi the one? That, uh, you can cut this, but is Heidi the one that I saw at that matcha place? Yes. Great. I'm not going to cut that. <laughs> When does, is SNL coming back in like full form? Yeah, it's, there are 20 people in the cast for season 46. Oh my, 
Is that? That seems large. It is. October 3rd. And they will be in the studio and they'll just have like a smaller audience, which I think is not a good idea. I wonder if the cast is larger so that they can like group them together easier and they don't, they're not like all performing with each other. Oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, me, the head of NBC. (laughs) And they're having Jim Carrey play Joe Biden, which I don't really care about SNL, but I think that's stupid. Who was it before? It was Taron Killam, and then it was Woody Harrelson. No, not Taron Killam. Um, uh, I'm thinking Taron single parents. Taron was Pete, right? Um, oh, it was that guy who's like not Jason a cast Sudeikis. member. Jason Sudeikis. Yes, he was so good. Jason Sudeikis was a cast member. I mean, like, not was he a current cast member? No. Uh, that's what I meant. But he he, he was, played it for the entire Obama administration. He was so good. I wonder. I, I mean, I guess it is like if you're gonna change it, you might as well like change it now. Yeah, and make it someone big. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know Jim Carrey was going to do that. Yeah, I think it's stupid. And I I don't get why they don't just have their own cast members play the political people. Same. I get it when it's like, we don't have a cast member who can pull this off or like do this. Or like, they're not the right type. But if they have a cast of 20, I'm sure one of them can play an old white guy. Yeah, really. I'd be fine with seeing Taryn, honestly. You mean Jason? No, Taryn Killam. Taryn Killam is not a current cast member. Did he leave? Who does? Oh, wait. I might have my white guys confused. Who does Weekend Update? Colin Jost. Ah, he was Pete Buttigieg. Oh, yeah. Taryn Killam was someone. I don't know. Yeah. Taryn Killam's on Single Parents, which should be revived for a third season. You heard it here. Can't wait to watch it, I guess. I have Ellen news. An An Ellen update. Okay. But it's, the news is not the update. How I'm looking at it is an update. So, okay. No, I think you might, I think you're going to agree with this. So Anne Heche has recently come out and with new details about hers and Ellen's relationship from the late nineties and basically was like, me and Ellen lost our jobs because of our relationship. And she goes on in this like kind of longer quote about like detailing why they were fired and how they would get, they went to a red carpet together and they were fired within that week after they were warned about all of this and Anne Heche was going to have her movie taken away from her that she was going to be in with Harrison Ford. And then at the end, I the thing that caught my attention was she says, there was nothing that could have been, that could have shown brighter than who she was at the center of that room. I'll never forget. Our time was a beautiful part of my life and one that I will that I will wear with honor. I was a part of a revolution that created social change and I could not have done that without falling in love with her. And that was initially my like news that I was going to bring up but then when I was reading it before recording I was like why is this coming out now? She's on Dancing with the Stars. Oh. Interesting. I was like, I wonder if for some reason she's being like asked to speak very kindly of Ellen. And that's kind of where my brain went with it. No, I think she's just on Dancing with the Stars and Ellen, people are, because she's like on Dancing with the Stars, she has a higher profile than usual. And so people are going to ask about Ellen. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. Hmm. Well, then that wasn't as big of a story as I thought it was going to (laughs) be. Oh, what a 
is this? Um, female impersonator defeats anti-gay marriage foe for Delaware House C. <laughs> okay, wait, this is really good. Um, aspiring Delaware politician Eric Morrison, an openly gay man who performs as a fe- as female impersonator, Anita Mann, <laughs> defeats his primary opponent who had criticized him for holding drag-themed campaign fundraisers. That's cute. Earl Jacques, who has held the Democratic seat in the state's House of Representatives since 2009, mustered only 39% of the votes for September for the September 15th primary. Wow. Oh my gosh. Beautiful drag queen. Very oh, like wow. old Beautiful. school drag. This, oh, and then, okay, he has this to say. This does not change the fact that Representative Jacques voted against same-sex marriage in 2013 and refused to vote yes on and refused to vote yes or no on banning the barbaric practice of conversion therapy for Delaware's LGBT minors in 2013. Those votes made or those votes trouble me today and will always trouble me. Sorry, no, that popped up. And Delaware is like very happy. This headline is wigging out. Oh my gosh, that's the one that I'm reading. Oh. The next step is that Morrison has to defeat a Republican named Donald Keister. No. Really? K-E-I-S-T-E-R. Keister. That's out of control. (laughs) And Libertarian candidate William Hines. Hines? Um, Wait, so his opponents are Keister and Hines? H-I-N-D-S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, th- those both mean but. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Besides Am I wrong? Me, but... Do they not no, both you're... mean but? <laughs> you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. The only thing is that I was sitting here looking at them being like, before I say this, I have to make sure that they're not. <laughs> <laughs> and was like, I, I, I have to be saying this incorrectly. Um, but yeah, no, that's them. Before that happens, Morrison must defeat Republican Donald Keister and Libertarian candidate William Hines in the general election on November 3rd. Keister and Hines sounds like a law firm on an SNL sketch. I love that the name Eric Morrison is the least gay name that you can vote for. Yeah. So I guess if you're in Delaware, vote Eric Morrison. And don't vote Keister and Hines. <laughs> Robert just spit out of the water. Terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> oh boy, at least now I can laugh when I go to vote. <laughs> Think about Keister and Hines. Yeah, I can be thinking about the thousands of people in Delaware voting on a ballot that says Keister, Hines, and Morrison, who's a drag queen. The next article I saw, saw reads, Louisiana man hid loaded handgun in his butt. And it's Keister. <laughs> oh, I have something we can talk about. Yeah. Catherine McPhee. Uh (laughs) Do you know more about it? Because I have only seen what you sent me. Oh yeah. It's all over Twitter. Okay. So what's going on? So someone found out that Catherine McPhee has been making donations to Republican candidates uh, as recently as July of this year. Yeah. Like, July 22nd. Like, late in July. Like, recent... Let me find it again. Yeah. She donated $250 to, I guess, just the Republican Party. 
on July 24th, 2020. What? Has she said anything about it after? Because you sent me, you sent me a tweet about it. So I assume it's, as you said, all over Twitter. So has she said anything since she is like pretty like vocal on Twitter? She hasn't tweeted in three days. Oh, the last the last thing she tweeted was someone tweeted, I don't voice my love for Catherine McPhee enough. And she quote tweeted it and said, I'm gonna need you to speak up then. And then the emoji of the um pers- the face with a monocle. Has she liked anything recently? Let's find out. Just two sleuths. Nothing for two days. Hmm. And when when did she start getting called out today? Yesterday. Ha ha. And she recently retweeted Hogwarts is fake, trans people are real. Okay, so that that kind of segues me into my only question about this. Like, do we know if it's Catherine or is it maybe her husband or and like or maybe like their like like I I don't know much about her husband. Well, the name on the donation is Catherine McPhee. Oh, well, there it is. <laughs> And it says the occupation is singer. Oh, no. Catherine, like, that's such a weird... I can't wrap my brain around it. Like, even if she's... Even if she has, like, very, like, conservative or Republican both views, in, especially, like, in July of this year, making $250 donations in that way is jarring. Yeah, and I mean, she acts like this big ally to the LGBTQ community. Yeah. And then to just behind that be like, well, but I'm a Republican. And I am interested in what she's going to say about it because she's either going to say like, being a Republican doesn't mean I can't be LGBTQ friendly. Or she's going to be like, I'm not a Republican, that's fake. Yeah. And I don't know which one is better or worse. I hope that if she if she does come up and she's like hey i am republican but that doesn't mean that all my views align with it that she at the same in the same breath is like i'm not a trump supporter yes i agree because if she's like i'm a republican but like i am not voting that way at least this year i'd be like okay yes i do accept that there are republicans in the world got it and then she would also be like using the platform that she has in a good way but uh if she yeah i'm i'm very nervous if she comes back the other way. And you know what? She should be as well because basically her whole platform is liberal gay men, so. Exactly, yeah. She's going to lose all of her fans. Again. (laughs) Yeah. I'm very stressed for that. She has to say something and she's always on Twitter, so she'll be back soon. Yeah. I think she might, like, take a hiatus from Twitter. Yeah. Is she, like, as vocal on other social media? I don't even think she has an Instagram. That wouldn't shock me. Oh, no, she does have an Instagram. Oh, is it pictures of her? I don't see her being that kind of person. Oh, yeah, it is pictures of her. Oh, wow. She's really shocking me. Here's one where she has her husband's Grammys right in the shot. I guess, like, in a big transition from, like, (laughs) more, like, new... (laughs) You'll understand why that's funny in a second. Um... From, like, more new stuff to more, I guess, like, personal and, like, conversational stuff. J.K. Rowling has been in the news lately and recently in the last, I want to say, day or two with the PlayStation 5 announcement, which I'm low-key very excited for as a side note. Um, 
they are releasing a new Harry Potter video game. One that I have been waiting for, for at least a year and a half since like beta versions of it like uh, leaked online. And I, it is no secret that I'm a huge, huge Harry Potter fan, like tattoo Harry Potter fan. However, shit's been going down and I have been like mentally battling this, <laughs> but, but like firmly stand in the position of like, I do not support JK Rowling and like JK Rowling taught me what turf was. Somebody did write something that was interesting and I, I can't decide if I agree or not yet, but I did think it was an interesting take. This is not somebody of note. This is just somebody that online that said this. Um, and it's in reference to excitement about the video game because a lot of Harry Potter fans are like, we're very excited about this, but like at, in the same breath, we can't also like give JK any credit right now or potentially for the rest of the, her career. But this is what it says. Hogwarts Legacy, which is the name of the game. What's the name of the game? <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy promises to be the entry point into the magical world of Harry Potter that millions of fans have wanted for years. Harry Potter is more than just a, the is more than just the titular character and the narrative penned by and the narrative penned by Rowling. Fans have kept the franchise alive, taking ownership of the world by crafting their own lore and original characters. All that imagination can't be silenced. Hogwarts Legacy isn't an extension of Rowling's ideology and the world, but a playground for her fans. And they also say, JK Rowling is not directly involved with the creation of the game. However, her extraordinary body of written work is the foundation of all projects in the wizarding world. This is not a new story from JK Rowling. So it seems that she, well, like while she did create it, has nothing to do with it. What is the game? It's kind of like, it's like an open world game. So there's no real plot that you follow. You just like kind of explore Hogwarts and like you'll like go to class and stuff. It also mm. takes place in the, in the 1800s. So like it has no relationship with like any of the current Harry Potter stories. Interesting. Fantastic Beasts or any of that. And it's all Warner Brother owned, um, visuals if that makes sense like how cursed child is like jk rowling and the visuals are different because warner brothers doesn't own it so this is like all warner brothers gotcha. so i'm like okay in my mind i'm trying to separate it so that i can still be excited about the game because it doesn't have anything to do with jk but at the same time i like can't devote any part of myself right now to anything harry potter does that make sense yeah that does make sense like, it makes me, like, th like all of this stuff with JK makes me not enjoy it because I feel like our generation is different than the generations that, like, either were not born yet or, like, were not reading at the time of Harry Potter coming out. But, like, JK was, like, as much of a iconic figure as Harry Potter the character was when the books yes, were Yes, definitely. And so, like, being a child that, like, lived through like midnight release of the like all of the books it's like really hard for me to separate those two but i want to but if it doesn't happen i like am okay with being like harry potter is a part of my life that like does not exist anymore if that makes sense yeah i mean i feel a little bit different about it because i was like a harry potter stan back in the day but i'm not really anymore 
and it doesn't really mean anything to me anymore. And I think for me, it's a little bit easier to just be like, well, that's it. I'm done with that. And like, I'm never going to buy a Harry Potter book again. I'm not going to see Cursed Child. I'm not going to like do anything Mm -hmm. about it. But I still, like, I I went to Harry Potter World with one of my best friends, and I I have a picture from it on my fridge. I'm not going to pretend I never liked Harry Potter. But for me, it's just sort of like, well, I don't really care about it anymore. And so that that makes it easier for me than for you, who still, like, loves the books and loves the movies Mm -hmm. and, like, saw Cursed Child and stuff like that, whereas I'm just sort of like, yeah, whatever. And so it was easier for me to just be like, yeah, fuck J.K. Rowling. Is it Rowling or Rowling? I, you know, I feel like people have been asking that since the 90s. Great. <laughs> no, and that brings up a good point. Like you, you, you like mentioning the picture on your refrigerator because like, it's also not like you're taking it down. Like, it's not like that time never existed. It's right. just like, now she is a, a person who basically just negated everything that she built her career on. And also at the same time, like I've read her other stuff and it's not good. So like, I'm okay with like, expelling her as an author <laughs> yeah i've i read her first non-harry potter book when it came out the casual vacancy that one yeah and i i only get halfway through it and i was like this is the worst book i've ever read i literally got i want to say maybe a fourth into it put it down and never picked it back up and then tried watching the mini series that they made and only got maybe two episodes in and was like wow i still really can't get into this yeah and then I tried to read her first, what's what's her pen name? Like Robert Gillifgraf or something. Yeah. I tried reading the first novel of that as well. And I was like, nah, I can't do this either. Somebody described J.K. Rowling once as like the richest one hit wonder. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's just kind of like how I think of her. And like Harry Potter has kind of like, as that person like wrote online, like has grown past the books. Like even earlier this year when I was re-watching the movies at the beginning of quarantine I was like wow like I forgot a lot of this happened because Harry Potter like means something else to me now than like the text and what like the actual like literature was when I was a kid reading the books does it like does that make sense yeah and so that part I feel like will never like really go away like the friendships I've made through it and and like the childhood I had because of it but at the same time, like, she's out there, like, actively saying really horrible and hurtful things, being criticized for it, and then coming back with just, like, even worse things. Yeah. Which is the part that I find so confusing. I don't think I've ever seen a celebrity do that before. Do what? Just, like, constantly be hit with criticism and come back being like, no, but I'm right. Oh, yeah. No, you're so right. Yeah. And, and even to go as far as to be like, I'm so right that I'm going to tell you in essay format why I'm right. And be one of the richest people in England and turn around on Twitter and just like respond to trolls like comments with hateful, terrible things. Well, I mean, we've said before, she could so easily just have like not gotten on social media and just like kept her thoughts to herself and people and she would still be literally like one of the most beloved people in the world but instead closet turf yeah but instead she had to like be loud about it 
and now everyone hates her. Yeah, she, for me, what kind of did it was the, I mean, beyond just the initial like intention of everything, what really sealed the deal was that essay that she put out explaining why she was right. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, oh, you are now somebody who is using your platform to do like hurtful, hateful things. Yes. Like you used your talent and the thing that you are famous for against an entire population. And that's the part that I was like, oh, this is done. And you just, you don't get to see it very often. Yeah, I feel like so often celebrities will say something messed up and then they'll get hit with criticism and they'll be like, I'm learning, I'm still working on it. But she was just like, fuck you. And I, I, if I could make a guess as to where that comes from, it's that she doesn't have, like if her career vanished today, she would be totally fine. Her yeah. kids would be totally fine and her kids' kids would be totally fine. So like, there's really no stake. Yeah, she doesn't need to be nice. Yeah. And I, and I, I guess I don't, I don't need her to be. Like, I've gotten everything that I was ever going to get out of her. I'm just so mad. Anyway, Hogwarts Legacy comes out next year. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like a very fun game. Will I buy it? We'll check back uh, in in a year's time. Yeah. As of right now, I have no plans on buying it, even though it does look very cool. My want to play the game is still there, but we'll see what happens in, you know, a year when the, when the game actually comes out. Yeah. If, not that I think that she will ever really be able to, like, mend what she has said and done. I think my opinion on her won't change, but maybe, maybe I'll be at a different place with Harry Potter. We'll see. For positive or for negative. Who knows what the future holds? I mean, truly, who knows what the future holds? Yeah, really, there's a lot going on next year. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's all I really have to say on that. Okay. So now it's time to talk about Almost Love, which before we talk about it, I have something to say that I wouldn't be myself if I didn't say, which is that there is a homelessness crisis in America, especially in New York City. And I think, A, painting homelessness as a negative thing only serves to stigmatize people who are homeless for reasons that are 99% of the time out of their control. Um people who have mental illness, pe- veterans, a lot, that wasn't a sentence, but a lot of veterans, people who are being affected by this terrible economy, just all kinds of people are homeless for all kinds of reasons. And I think this movie, by painting homelessness as like the butt of the joke, I thought that was really insensitive. And I think, I mean, Let's be honest, this movie is not, like, a blockbuster. Millions of people didn't see this movie. Um, But I think any kind of content that, like, increases stigma about any sort of issue is not good. And I think, like, especially there was that line, there was that thing where Michelle Buteau was like, what kind of 36-year-old white man is homeless? And I was like, a lot of them. Many of them. And I just thought it was... We can set that aside while we talk about the rest of the movie, but I just thought that was something that really rubbed me the wrong way. It was really weird to watch. Like, I think, I don't want to say it was uncomfortable because I didn't feel, like, unease watching the movie, but I think it was just because it was, like, Colin Donnell in a a rom-com. But it definitely, like, 
every time it was brought up, it was definitely like weird. And I thought that it was very like naively handled. Agreed. Yeah. It's weird because I came out of it being like, Michelle was still really great in it. Yeah. And that plot could have been very different easily. Yeah. And I think it should have been very different. Yeah. Oh, also I thought, I guess while we're on the topic of like things that were weird about this movie, the other side plot of like the other character being a tutor to a 17 year old. Zoe Chow. Yeah. That was also something where every time it came up, I was like, what, what am I watching? Yeah. I, I mean, she never gave into it and like clearly never like wanted it to go that way. But I was like, why, why is this what's happening? Yeah. like, especially because, I mean, obviously my favorite part of the movie is the relationship between the two gay men. But I was like, oh, this is a movie about like all of these 30-somethings relationships and the struggles that 30-somethings must go through in their 30s when I get there. But then I was like, oh, why are, like, why are these the, the depictions of what that is? Yeah, all of them were kind of uncommon. Yeah, I mean, except, I mean, Kate Walsh's, I actually, I did really like, but it was such a, it, I think that whole st- plot line had maybe three and a half minutes of screen yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> like at the end of the movie, when she came down the aisle, I was like, who's getting married? I thought they were breaking up. What I, and then I was like, oh, this movie's like nice wrap up ending is with this like three minute plot line that happened at the beginning. However, Kate Walsh was wonderful. Yeah, she was. And I loved the gay couple. I, yeah, I I thought they were fine. They were so hot. But I liked, I guess, again, I liked their relationship. I got, like, emotional towards the end of it. And I think, like, I sound pretentious when I say it, but, like, the struggle of, like, wanting to live up to your, to, like, what your partner's successes are is, like, very real. I have been very fortunate where I've only experienced a very small sliver of that, but, and, like, never to that scale. But I thought that that was interesting. However, another time where I was like, what am I watching was the whole side plot of the like influencer boyfriend's like ex. Yeah, who was like in a coma maybe, but also was texting him. Yes. And then like, I thought died, but then didn't die and was rallying and doing well at the end of the movie. Yeah. I also didn't, and it's just because I, I mean, I was watching it at home, but I also didn't realize that was his ex for, I was like, oh, it's going to be like his dad or his, his like brother that we don't know about or something. And they're just going to like think it's a boyfriend. And then it wasn't until Michelle was literally like, you're, you, you are your ex-boyfriend's medical proxy. I was like, oh. Yeah, that, well, that was when it was revealed. Yeah, I was like, that's not, uh, that's not where I saw this going. I can't say that I liked it or hated it, but I was yeah, definitely like, I was like, what's going on? Why is every, I feel like every indie movie that we see about like a group of friends and relationships is always so weird. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of stuff like the big splash and the intervention and- You mean a stuff. bigger splash? Is that what that was called? Are you thinking of the movie with Tilda Swinton playing a rock star? Yes. And Dakota Johnson? Yes. That's very different, but Yes. No, but, but, uh, yes. <laughs> um, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that I didn't really like it. I've definitely seen, I feel like even just with you, I've seen better like indie comedies. Yeah, I mean. I won't I, say I hated it. 
it's not that I didn't like it. It's just that I thought it was like nothing. Yeah, at the end, I I mean, I, I, I did like the like story of the gay couples, their relationship without all the extra like thousand plot lines, which when you watched it, you were like, oh, you have to watch it when you can like sit down and watch it because there are a thousand plot lines. And I was like, oh, I love a complicated movie. There was a scene in the movie, maybe 15 minutes in with Kate Walsh and the guy who was her friend in the painting studio for the first time. And I was like, wow, there really are so many plot lines yeah. and, and so many like pairings of friendships that I was like, this, I, where, what's, what am I paying attention to? Yeah, exactly. There was too much going on and I couldn't figure out what my like way into the movie was. Yeah, if it, if it got, was stripped down to just their relationship and like dabbles of the friends, it would have been a lot better. I don't know if it would have been that much better, but it was still, I would give it, how many stars would you give it out of, out of five? Out of five? Probably two. Me too. Wow. Can't wait to go write my letterbox. <laughs> I, I, I probably won't, but. So what are we watching for next week? Next week we are watching, Ra- well, to quote Sarah Paulson, who knows how to pronounce it, Ratchet. She made a whole Instagram video that was like, is it Ratchet? Is it Ratchet? Is it Ratchet? And I was like, you play the character, ma'am. She said, I, was, I have been watching these Instagram lives that she's been doing with her fans. She said that she was really scared doing this show because it's the first time that she's ever been like the titular main character of something before. And it like freaked her out the whole time and Ryan Murphy had to like keep her chill during filming because she was just like really nervous that she was doing a really bad job i was like i'm sorry you're sarah paulson you're sarah fucking paulson get over yourself even if she came out and just read from a storybook i would be like emmy (laughs) like people oh my god people are literally being like oscar buzz for sarah paulson and i'm like i'm sorry this is a tv show on netflix (laughs) are people really saying that yeah because apparently she's very good in it i have heard mixed things about the show i haven't started it yet have you Me neither no i mean i kind of know what to expect like, if I could guess what we're going to talk about, I'm sure we're going to talk about her fashion, how good she looks, how great she is, and how bad Ryan Murphy is at his job. And that's, yes. like, <laughs> that's going to that be it. That sums it up. <laughs> so if you have any interest in hearing those things, make sure to tune in next week. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at one more thing with an A because I was taken. At some point, maybe we'll get one more thing. Yeah. Let's see if it's still taken. Let me check Twitter. I have a theory. I have a theory that like names like that, like things that are very easy are just like taken so that nobody can have them. Like like beauty shop or like grocery store. Oh, one more thing on Twitter is a news site maybe, but it's in Dutch and it's verified. Well, I can't believe we're the best American one more thing. Robert, I don't think one more thing is taken on Twitter or on Instagram. That was so weird. I think that's the one of the first times I've ever heard you say my name. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think I I say your name a lot. Never, never to me. I guess you you'll be like, oh, Robert's here. Oh, the username. One more thing. It's not available. Okay. Um, but that's that's what I was getting at before. Like, I think there are some phrases that they just like don't let you have handles of because they're like too basic. Like it would be like too much of a monopoly on the word. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah. Me, the creator. Me, Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs)
Oh, God, don't compare yourself to Mark Zuckerberg, unless it's favorably. <laughs> I can't think of one good thing. But anyway, we will see you all next week. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.